Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth. May or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. Ding ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the China Jedi Podcast, episode 15. We are recording live from Huafa 68, sitting above the beautiful Bogota Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late. Situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, cozily nestled between wonderful Hong Kong and beautiful Macau. Yes, listeners, I'm your host. Chris J. Bradshaw, feeling nice and cosy in the studio today, and with me is my esteemed co-host, none other than... Anthony Benton. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, Obi-Wan <laughs> Benton Obi. You go by on the streets, it's your street name. Unnoticed. Right, well, um, great to have <laughs> you back, Anthony, again, for our second uh, week after your, your trip, of course, and um, it's very hot today, isn't it? It is hot, I see you've got your uh, erect nipples out. <laughs> <laughs> they're shining in, through my... In my, the AC room. They're shining through my uh, Louis Vuitton new suit shirt that I've uh, just purchased. Um, anyway, uh, as always, Anthony Obi-Wan Kenobi Nobi, uh, we have another special guest. <laughs> but this time, we've, our researchers have really stretched out a little bit today. We've gone further afield, and we have a scientist in our studio. Ooh. Yeah, none other than... Do I introduce myself? We have a... It's a silent scientist. I think he's a mute. We have a deaf scientist in the studio. Uh, Anthony, could you give him the signals, please? Yeah, What's his read, name? Read I missed the cue there. Oh, my name is Sebastian Cogswell, <laughs> and uh, I'm good friends with these people, and I work in China... As a scientist. Yeah, indeed. And he's got test tubes and all types of funny little twizzly things um, in front of him today, listeners, because he's going to be doing a little demo doing, experiment later. doing a demo, yes, a scientific demo. An oral demo. experiment. Yes. Oh, your favourite, Anthony. That, that's a U-R-A-L, not, not an O-R-A-L experiment. <laughs> Marvellous. So, well, Seb, you are the, um, the first scientist we've had on, and also the first person to bugger up their cue to introduce themselves. <laughs> so, that's a good start. Well, I thought you were going to point at me instead of just staring off somewhere else. His, nipple, but, uh, his okay. nipples are pointing I mean, at you. you, didn't, <laughs> yeah, you didn't yes. Because it's really warm, Anthony. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I see. <laughs> and of course, um, being a scientist, you obviously do lots of scientist things. Um, and of course... It's pronounced scientific. Yeah, scientific. It's a big word for him. <laughs> Sunday I just hope that your little experiment A will not blow up our studios and two will actually be carried out successfully. So we'll have to see about that. Yep. Now, listeners are probably thinking, where the hell you're from? 
I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, that's, I'm a Canadian. Yeah, I'm really Canadian. Have we heard? We seem to be. We seem to be Canadian no. at the moment. Who's the last Canadian? We had the the guy that put his feet up. Um, oh, uh, from the band. Oh, you were that in Bangkok. Was, that yeah, that was nice. Matt from Mot Mot Matt. Uh, okay. Uh, then we had Cara. Um, oh, she's Canadian too. Yeah, the, uh, close, the close to where I'm from. Yeah. Oh, Cara, yes, of course. She's from British Columbia as well. That is the <clears> province <throat> in Canada that I'm from. Uh, okay, and how, why... On the West Coast. What was the reason of coming to China, Mr. Fogswell? Uh, for work, so I'm working... Is he a scientist? scientist? Do we call I'm, him I'm by a... his surname? Sorry. I don't know. You call me whatever... Professor. No, no, you're prof no, professor. <laughs> professor Cogswell, what brought you to, um, uh, to China? I got brought here to work... Oh, bribed. Not bribed, well, sort of, maybe... Brought here to work for a, a Chinese company. Gagged and bound. <laughs> Shanghai, in fact. He got Shanghai. <laughs> uh, yeah, brought here to work on a, developing a, a technology to turn waste into fuel or some useful product. Ooh. So, as we know, there's what lots kind of, of waste? waste in the world. Well, we're focusing on garbage. So, this is just landfill garbage. Not oral waste. Garbage. From what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we, <laughs> could, we'd be, we could create a lot of this energy, wouldn't we? <laughs> China a Jedi nuclear bomb. Yeah. Oh my Actually, goodness. I'll come back to that. That's an in interesting little segue on my demo in some way. Oh, okay, Professor. So yeah. you came on a uh, work project. You weren't Shanghai. Project. No, I wasn't Shanghai. Yeah. I, I, I was asked to come and work for this company, a Chinese company. Mm. And uh, so I've been here three years, almost, almost exactly three and years. And how's the garbage conversion going? It's going well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so we, there's we light have, at the end of the tunnel, you know? I think so. We have a little pilot pr plant um, set up just outside of Zhuhai and Dolmen. And we've been in discussion with several people. We may, luckily, hopefully, have some um, support from the government, from the Environmental Protection Department. Well, there's no shortage of rubbish in China. Yeah, exactly. Loads. So a lot of, you know... How, what, what's the, is it clean? Is it a clean conversion? It's, it's dirty rubbish, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but like the conversion into energy, is it like pretty environmentally friendly? Or? Yeah, so the problem with garbage is there's always going to be some things you don't really want. Like there's going to be batteries or, or who knows, like light bulbs, some mercury maybe, someone's just throwing stuff out without caring where it goes. Teeth. And... You know, so that's how they're going to land, stay in the landfill. Of teeth. Teeth. Bodies. <laughs> yeah. Mercury fillings. Lots of teeth in Chris's garbage. <laughs> Who's got mercury fillings? It's the bodies It'd he's disposing of weekly. Look, look Professor, because I, I know scientists do like to elaborate on their explanations. What can you, what are you using? What rubbish can you use to turn into um, energy? Banana skins. Banana skins would be great. So anything yeah, organic. Anything organic gets converted. So, okay. so biomass, biomass is great, but you know this stuff can be used as a fuel already. So that's that's okay. But uh, garbage has a lot of organic waste, food waste, uh, things like that. Those can be changed, um, and then you have some glass and metal and plastic that doesn't really get changed, but you can separate it out easier after. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, 
Interesting thought, Anthony. <laughs> so, I think one of our researchers, um, listeners, yeah, caused a bit of a noise in the background. Yeah, it did sound a little devious, did. but didn't it? <laughs> it did it. Especially after the conversation where I made a sense fart of the week. Well, I thought we were actually we, going to have one. There. We were talking about organic waste, were we not? Yeah, yeah. So, oh. maybe the researchers have come up with some there. So, what you're saying is you can use any rubbish at all that you want as long as it's just food waste. And well, stuff. no. The the garbage that we're taking is we're taking it from the garbage collection sites around town. So we've got kind of a partnership with somebody who has a garbage collecting agency. Okay, then you sort it out. We don't sort it. This is the beauty. We don't sort it all. We just dump it all in our, our, our chemical reactors. And, uh, oh, it's a chemical and thing, then. It's a chemical heat uh, <clears throat> reaction. And so the organic stuff gets turned into carbon carbon material that has high energy density, which means it burns really well. Uh, or it can be used as uh, soil amendment. Could be potentially converted into activated carbon or some other high-value products. Uh, but some of the other things, like the glass and metal and plastic, those are still in it. But now it's much easier to sort of separate those out after. Okay. Before, it's all covered in you know garbage juice and like you know rotten things, and it's really gross to try and pull these things out. But afterwards, it's clean... And uh, the black powder that we've converted from garbage into this black powder that can just kind of be go sold right on. through right through a screen, and the other stuff can be collected on screen or, or something like that. So and, and it converts it into pellets, am I right? Is that uh, it was more of a powder. We could press okay. the powder into a pellet if we want, right? Uh, which might be good for shipping or something like that. Uh, shipping for shipping. So then, that's the powder is then the fuel. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. yeah, that black powder is then sold on the streets. I, 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 yeah. You said activated carbon. Right. So does that mean you'll be like t- turning garbage into like vitamin pills? For... Well, a- activated <laughs> carbon mostly. I guess some people take it as as uh, for cleansing, yeah. stomach for cleanser, cleansing. Right? But, th- but mostly, it's used as a filter material, like air filter, yeah, water yeah. filter, no. that kind of thing. But could it potentially be used in like tablets? Uh, I don't know. Because it's kind of gross sounding, yeah, isn't it? Garbage. I think there'd probably be some regulations that would immediately say no right, before okay. they even check to see if it'd be healthy. Yeah, so that's another idea. Is that just because of people's perception of it being so, filthy? Yeah. Like, but, but technically <laughs> it would garbage. actually be clean I guess there's, there's a few more steps we'd have to go through before we convert it to activated carbon. Okay. Mm. So that's down the line. Kind of okay, well, great. And I'm sure the energy that you put in to get the energy out is less than the energy you get out. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be a ridiculous business idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, and so, so I mean, it beats out things like uh, garbage incinerators. Right. In terms of energy. And most, most people want to just get rid of the garbage somehow. So yeah. these garbage incinerators, they burn the garbage, but it's wet, so it takes a while to produce the energy you need. Interesting stuff. So, so. Garbage incinerators, watch out, because Professor Cogswell... Might be coming about. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, favorite place in China? Very quickly, don't say Yanshuo that you go to. Uh, and don't uh, say a laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> favorite place I go to. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, well, we go to Macau often. Uh, yeah, that's like a bit of Macau, yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Okay. I like Macau. Macau. Yeah. Yeah. That's you... just for a nice day trip. But Hong Kong is beautiful too. Uh, okay. Jupai. You like the curries in Macau, don't you, Anthony? Oh, yes. Guess we generate some waste from them, wouldn't we? (laughs) It's time, listeners, for Sunday Morning Question of the Week. Sunday morning. 
Sunday morning question of the week then um, is for us free to come up with some answers for. And it is for this week. It goes like this. Are you a man of science or a man of religion? Are you a man of science or a man of religion? This is deep researchers, hey? Ooh. Put their thinking caps on here. I guess because we have a scientist in. We've gone for that. So who wants to go first? Man of science or man well, of I religion? Well, I think we should let the scientists go first then. Are you asking me if I'm a man of science or a man of religion? Yes. I would think that's right, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, I guess I'm a man of science, but I think that science even has some spirituality in it as well. Oh, I agree. So I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Yeah, I think yeah. they can be. There's people who believe in science and say all religion is just bogus because science will prove everything. And there's some people who don't believe in science and purely religion, but I think they can be, they can be nicely nestled together. So your answer is you're a man of science with a squidge of religion. I guess you could say okay, that. Okay, I like that. Lovely. Um, Anthony? Ooh, that's tough. I'm not hugely religious anyway, but I am very spiritual, but I also really like science, so it's, I have to go with the yin and yang, right, and 50-50. I can't Okay, I don't think the question well, was, either. do you like science, no, Anthony? <laughs> okay, a man of science. No, I'm very much into my science. You know, I like reading about new discoveries and... You know, I did physics, so... You're, you're, you're a physicist. Well, not really, but... You're I a studied, physicist. I studied I'm physics. Physicist. You're a nuclear physicist, is your background. No, not biophysics. That's what I just say when we go for a trip. But there are physicists <laughs> now that are also like... It's like spirituality or religion is doubling back round on itself. Mm. It's like we all used mm. to be focused on faith, then science was trying to... Because you got to faith. convert people from faith. And like science is almost doubling back round that there are the physicists out there. snake's eating its tail. Exactly, but they're, they're seeing so much beauty in science that it's going so... I mean, if you look into quantum physics, there's so much like mystery in there that they're almost seeing it as yeah. spirituality, like Seb said, in science. Professor. Yeah. Sorry, so. it's professor. Science is now taking the place of religion in some places as well. Yes. Some people believe yeah. in it blindly without really knowing anything about it. So for me personally, I can't draw the line. I'm a man of both. So you're a man of religion and a man of science. Well, spirituality, yeah, not so much the religious right. well, side of it. Well, but... we have to stick in with the realms of the question. So you have answered you're a man of science, but also a man of religion. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, what about you, Christopher? Uh, I, well, picking up on your sentiments, I think this question, sorry researchers, is a load of bollocks, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, Who asked it, this question anyway? Isn't, it, it isn't the problem with this world? We always just like to bloody separate things. Well, it's yeah, hard. That's, that's yeah. You're either black or white, yellow or blue. No, I'm just made of colour. Yeah? yeah. So I'm going to go with that one. As I said earlier, the snake eating its tail. Um, science is about beliefs. Generally, science is based on empirical data. But most of us believe things that we actually don't really know are true because we haven't actually seen the empirical data. We may have read about it, but have we really, really seen it? And religion, of course, is also... Ba religion is basically a belief, right? It's a belief. So if you say you're not religious, then you don't believe in anything. But we all believe in something. So actually, we're all religious. We all have our own beliefs. Mm. The question is, are you one of the main religions? Are you, you know, do, you, do you ally your beliefs to one of the main religions? So I would say um, I'm not a scientist or a um, religious person. I'm actually a religious science person. <laughs> so we're all, <laughs> we're all in agreement then. So, so basically, we are all full of waste. Time to move on to guess who. We've got to remember.
Guess Who then, my favourite, where we have to guess the favourite, sorry, not favourite, well, it's favourite because he's famous, or she's famous, a Chinese person that's famous. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and today, um, Sebastian, you are mm. going to be a... Uh, a test bed. Yeah, you're going to be an experiment today. <laughs> yes, Ooh, the experimenter is going to be experimented on. And uh, listeners, I don't know if you remember listening to our previous pod where we had Nick on. We came up with the idea, or Nick did, and we said that's a good idea, um, of phoning a friend. Um, so later, if you don't know the answer, you're going to phone someone up and we'll see if they know. And of course, they can use their phone or computer to get the answer, they only have one minute to do it. You do have Can I use friends. my phone or a computer to get the answer? In the no, you can't. No. You do have friends, right? Well, most of them are in this room. <laughs> <laughs> you can't phone your friends in the room. Okay, very good. So, Professor Cogswell, the first um, line of clues is this. This person's very, very old and very, very dead. He was born in AD 78 and died in AD 139. That doesn't sound right, does it? The year 139. Yeah. He was 60 to 61 years of age. Yeah, get those notes down, Anthony. 78 to what? When, when did they 139. die? 139. 139. This person was a Han Chinese polymath. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's something to learn. A polymath is a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning. So someone like you, Anthony. Okay, poly or... He was from Nanyang, who lived during the Han Dynasty. Educated in the capital cities of Luoyang and Chang'an, he achieved success as an astronomer, a mathematician, a scientist, an engineer, an inventor, a geographer, a cartographer, an artist, a poet, a statesman, literary scholar, and a porn star. Only joking, that last <laughs> one's not true. Um, but my God, he is a polymath, isn't he? Sounds like Yeah, that. I think he's a bit yeah. of a Jedi, Anthony. He began his career as a minor civil servant in Nanyang, eventually became chief astronomer, prefect of the majors for official carriages, and then palace attendant at the imperial court. His uncompromising stance on historical and calendrical issues led to his becoming a controversial figure, preventing him from rising to the status of a grand historian. Poor chap. His political rivalry with the palace eunuchs... Eunuchs? Eunuchs. The non-testicular... Is what having a battle with? Yes, <laughs> My balls are and bigger I... than yours. <laughs> Enoch. Screw you, I haven't got any. So, Enochs, right? Okay, so his political rivalry with the palace Enochs, people with no balls, who of course guarded the, the, the ladies um, of the time, apparently, during the reign of Emperor Shun, led to his decision to retire from the central court to serve as an administrator of Hergian in Herbe. Now, Seb, you could probably imagine that you're not going to be able to say any of this in one minute. You're going to have to really condense these facts down if you need to phone a friend. He returned home to Nanyang for a short time before being recalled to serve in the capital once more in 138, which is year 138. He died there a year later. He applied his extensive knowledge of mechanics and gears in several of his inventions. He invented the world's first water-powered um, armillary sphere, which... Do you know what that is? It's our what sphere? A, a millery. It's a model of objects in the sky. You know, if you want to show space and all the planets oh, going around, one of those. Yeah, quite hard Come to on, make. Professor. To assist um, astro astronomical <laughs> observations, he improved the inflow water clock by adding another tank. Good on you. And invented the world's first seismoscope, which discerned the cardinal direction of an earthquake 500 kilometers away. Uh, That's a good one, Seven. He discovered the seismoscope. I think I might have seen such a seismoscope. Yes. In museums and stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool. Okay. Can you remember the name of the inventor there? Uh, hmm. Well, anyway, no. he improved previous Chinese calculations for pi. 
Yeah. In addition to documenting about 2,500 stars in his extensive star catalogue, he also posited theories about the moon and its relationship to the sun. Now, conspiracy theorists hear me out. Specifically, he discussed the moon's sephoricity, its illumination by reflected sunlight on one side, and the hidden nature of the other, and the nature of solar and lunar eclipses. Now, just to finish, his foo rhapsody and sure poetry were renowned in his time and studied and analysed by later Chinese writers. He received many posthumous honours for his scholarship and ingenuity. Some modern scholars have compared his work in astronomy to that of the Greco-Roman Ptolemy. He's quite a guy too. Mm. So he sounds like a lazy guy, just kind of sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, he's a a bit of one, isn't he, this one? A couple of famous quotes. The sky is the eggshell. The earth is the yolk of the egg. Hmm. So anyone who thinks the world is encased in a dome and is perhaps flat, (laughs) and this guy guy might be an instigator of that movement. And then, this is one of his poems, one of his Four Sorrows poems, and it reads like this. I'm not going to obviously say it as well as he is, but I'll give it a crack. In English, uh, listeners. In Taishan stays my dear sweetheart... But Liang Fu keeps us long apart. Looking east, I find tears start. She gives me a sword to my delight, a jade I give her as requite. I'm at a loss as she is out of sight. Why should I trouble myself all night? You shouldn't trouble yourself all night, should you? You know, you're going to tie yourself Yeah, Anthony, he's got a lot of things to think about, this guy. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to Seb's phone a friend. Like, what's he going to say? <laughs> there was a guy born 2,000 years ago and he argues with people with no balls. <laughs> That's the only Probably thing. Probably not the best one, do you? Yeah. Okay. That's the one you took out of all that. So you've got no idea. Well, have a little no, think. It sounds familiar, but I definitely would not know the name. Hey, you're a professor. It might come out of the unconscious as we're going along. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Someone might put it in there for you. He certainly won't. <laughs> You might put something else in you. Um, anyway. Seismoscope. <laughs> My pocket seismoscope. Put it away, Anthony. Okay, let's move on then. Put it away, put it away. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. Dway, but dway then. Um, correct, not correct. Hmm. Did you get the one right last? No. no. Of nah. course not. Does anybody get the right? Well, that was 50 50. Once, once, once oh. or twice. Oh, good. Here we go then. Dway, but dway for this week. The Chinese are known to have invented gunpowder, the compass, the water wheel, paper money, long-distance banking, the civil service, and merit promotion. I say again, the Chinese are known to have invented gunpowder, the compass, the water wheel, paper money, long-distance banking, the civil service, and merit promotion. Sorry, long-distance banking, does that mean you have to wait on a long queue before you bank? Okay, discuss I don't that. Know what long distance well, I know some of them are true. Some of them are true, yeah. Long distance banking, I'm not sure. Did they have the internet back then? Well, I'm, I'm How do you know it's true? Have you seen the empirical data? Well, it's just one of those things people know. You, you have know, to take some things right? on faith. Because exactly. you got to have faith. So even science is a religion, huh? Indeed. Yep. So, anyways, whether this is correct or Dway or Boudway. Mm. True or false? Um, well, so because it has to be completely all of it true to be true, I assume, right? So if one of those yeah, things is gonna... not true, then the whole th- then all of it is not. True. See the reasoning of scientists. So, exactly. Marvelous. Well, we know that many of the, we know that many of those things are in fact true. 
All it takes is one of them. What were the ones at the end again? The long distance banking and what was Long that? distance what? Banking. <laughs> no long distance The civil banking. service <laughs> and merit promotion. Okay, I... Civil promotions. No, merit civil promotions. promotions. <laughs> <laughs> Cervical <laughs> promotions. <laughs> You're getting all mixed up. I am. I say Dwight. I'll go with Dway. Okay, are you sure about that? No. <laughs> Is this, okay, because I think time? I've just got a feeling that some of them are yeah, like, some of them are true right. and some of them are not. Are we gonna maybe we should go for false just because actually, no, no I'm, I'm gonna let you decide. First, first because... intuition is usually correct, so I'm gonna say okay. I do like the research, they've really prepared some real science exploration things today for us. Now we've got a scientist in, I really like how they've done that. Um, okay, because some stuff I have to read sometimes is quite ridiculous. Um, okay, so. Here we go. The Chinese are known to have invented gunpowder, the compass, the water wheel, paper money, long distance... Banking. The civil service. service and what promotion? Merit. Merit promotion. Wait, I'm going to change my answer to Boudway. Because I think someone oh, else we... entered a water wheel. This is close. We've I'm never kind of had... wondering about that too. Wasn't that the Romans? Something like that, yeah. Guys, I'm being whacked in. We've got a... A merit promotions? That was the Boy Scouts invented that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that, merit, that's... that's merit badges. So. Okay, uh, we call you to the helm. Yeah, What's the see, answer going to be? Oh, I'm kind of tempted to go... Publish your answer. <clears throat> Publish. Are we going to... Like a now? journal study. Yeah. Okay, once more, the Chinese are known to have invented gunpowder, the compass, the water wheel, paper money, long-distance banking, the civil service, and merit promotion. Aren't they awesome? These guys said false... The answer is true. Oh, no, oh really? man! <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, you're so Bloody hell, the first sad. choice. Hey, Anthony right. Morrel, don't listen to a scientist. Isn't that what I said before? I said you always go with your intuition. The yeah. first choice right. is the right yes. one, then you always change it, and it's wrong. Oh, Professor man. Cogswell, time to bugger something else up. It's time <laughs> for the China Jedi topic time. Ting ba dong, you got it all wrong. China Jedi topic time then. This week, listeners, oh, this is a good one as well, Anthony. And it's going to work very well with um, Professor Cogswell's experiment that we're going to explain and do, listeners. All very exciting stuff. So the main topic of this week, which we're going to discuss, is asked by a Mr. Mike Hunt from Fujo. <laughs> and he says, Mr. Mike Hunt from Fujo says, why do Chinese just copy everything? They don't seem able to invent anything. Why do Chinese just copy everything? They don't seem able to invent anything. Hang on, didn't we just list we how many inventions just now? <laughs> I think he's talking about modern inventions. Modern, yeah, they modern do seem days right now a little the... less innovative now, don't they? Well, I'll tell you what, just look to this. Look at this, I keep this can. It's my lucky Red Bull can. I saw this in a little shop next to the hospital at the road. Now, you know Red Bull? I actually used to work for them as a student. Well, when I looked at this... I thought that was Red Bull. Yeah, it looks it's, like Red Bull, it's but got it's not. Two balls. Oh, it's called Duo Ball. It's called Duo Ball. The colour is the same too. And the taste was something quite dissimilar as well. Vitamin nutrition coffee drinks. I just thought that was quite funny. Duo Ball. Um, if any people from Red Bull are out there, you've got competition. Um, so, uh, while we discuss this, I'd like you to quickly explain what you're going to do because you've got all types of interesting scientific instruments on our studio table today. What are you so going to do, Seth? 
Oh, well, am I going to do this now, or are we yeah, going to talk we, about the... Uh, we we can, we're we're not going to discuss the topic? Or? Yeah, we're going to discuss why we do it, like a practical kind of, you know... Well, this is going to take... I can discuss this demo while I'm doing it as well. Yeah. So, I thought because this is a podcast... We're going to invent something. hear something, that uh, hearing things would be better than seeing things, right? Obviously. Probably. So, on the podcast, what yes. we're going to do is we're going to make a musical instrument out of... But we're going to power it with heat. So, you know, if you have a musical instrument, uh, I've got a glass test tube. So you've got, how, explain what you've got in your kit list. So I've got, uh, I've got a few different test tubes, and I can blow into the test tube kind of like I would a pan flute and make a noise. So that's the noise this makes. Free test tubes. Now I'm going to, and I have a bigger one, sure. Yeah, Anthony, you can do that. Oh, a different note. So. Okay, different size test tubes. Now, one of these I tried at Don't home, drop and, it, I, and I cracked it. So Don't put it there, Anthony. I just put this on my mouth. This, it's okay. Uh, no, it's no, no babies have been So what there. I'm doing is I'm, I'm shoving this, this steel wool into the end of it. Okay, you're putting steel okay. wool steel into wool. the bottom of one so of them. So almost, it's almost at the bottom, not quite. I'm going to wrap it with just this damp paper towel just above the steel wool. So steel wool almost in the bottom of a test tube. Yeah. Hang on, Sam, you're not going to smoke it. You can't smoke it. I'm getting the lighter I'm, out. I'm, I'm going to have some fire. fire and so before we do this, if you'd like to explain to listeners, because obviously they can't see what we're doing. He's got a little wax bunsen burner, otherwise known as a Campbell. So can you do, you've got a test tube. I've, te- I've got a test tube, and yeah. uh, maybe a third of the way to the bottom, so close to the bottom, I have a little nugget of steel wool. Okay. Um... And on the other end, close to the open end of the test tube, I have just moist pe- uh, piece of paper towel wrapped around it. So That's really just to keep that end cold, kind of. Like yeah. a handle. Oh, okay. So just I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start heating this up. He's heating it up, and it's pointed towards Andy. Yeah, it's it's fire close to the No, <laughs> I hope not. Close to the other end of the steel wool. And so okay. this is going to take a little while. What, what happens is when you heat up the air, it starts to expand. Right? Okay. And what we're doing is we're creating a temperature gradient across the steel wool so the end obviously where the candle is is getting hot the end where the paper towel is is cool yeah and so it's getting rather burnt as well so isn't it the so? candle yeah, is it going to scream all that carbon is coming out okay it's going so black listeners by the way at the end of the the black doesn't really matter but let's hope this works it takes a few moments to start working should anthony be scared being yeah, at the end I'm, of the open I'm end of the test tube <laughs> <laughs> well the one thing i'm worried about is the Test tube did you? Uh, okay. I tested this out. Copy this from a Chinese. I did copy it. I looked it up online. Now this is something called thermoacoustics. Okay. And uh, I guess the the formal theoretics theoretics was worked out in maybe 1949. Oh, but just this, as the Chinese CCP started. This has been observed um, uh, for a couple hundred years at least. Glass blowers have noticed this effect. Hmm. And if I can get this to actually work. I'm not sure why it's working. I had a bit of a problem trying to find the steel wool. This isn't quite the right steel wool. But I used, did this earlier today and it was working no problem. Okay. So, I don't know. so the tube is still heating up at the end um, and it's starting to burn smoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry, researchers. He's a, he's a scientist, an yes, authentic he one. He does a copy. I've blown things up before, so... Okay, now I'm definitely stuck. <laughs> can we ask? It's what, okay. We've got our safety glasses on. Can we ask what will happen this thermo? Well, so gonna... what, what's going to happen is, yeah. w- like a musical instrument where you might blow into it to create some work that will cause air to fluctuate, oscillate within the tube yeah. and make sound. Uh, this this heat gradient caused between the candle, the metal steel wool, and the 
damp tissue will cause do the same thing. It'll cause work to be done to okay. oscillate the air inside, and it should be working by now. So we're going to hear Mozart in a minute, or <laughs> Sonny Accent? No, what, what you're going to hear is you're going to. I'm actually going to try the other the other tube. The okay, so what it. you're saying is that one didn't work, so we're going to try another one, yeah? yeah. Okay, never mind. That's, okay, this is science, isn't it, Seth? It's science, yeah. Sometimes things don't quite work. Burn the, the table. And then the... See, we're going to put it so on. So on set, uh, rip it in half. Yeah, so. just so I can rest it on. Anthony, the question was why did Chinese just copy everything? They don't seem to invent anything. We did some research, and a, a, a friend of ours, a Chinese friend, said this. Maybe I think many ideas, they just look at the ideas from the West, but they not totally copy it. If they think the idea is good, they change a little and do the new things. And it's a good way to create new things if you look at new idea from the other country. And in terms of inventing, she said this job is very boring and very difficult. So probably many people don't like to create something and do themselves. But they also have some good inventors in China. Like, you know, an inventor, they created a cup. And it can control the temperature of the liquid. You mean a flask? <laughs> it, must be, it must be. You know one of those cups, if you have tea, it's something worse than when your tea goes cold, yeah? Dunk your biscuits There's in. There's a cup that can really... So then it reheats the tea, yeah, so it's always kept really? at your specific tea dunking temperature. Never seen mm. one of those. That's a, there's a Nobel Prize in there, isn't there? Well, this has actually been invented yes. or as an idea? No, it's been invented, apparently by a Chinese person. There you go. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Anthony, the old copy thing? They do copy a lot, don't they? I mean, everywhere you go, there are things that copied. I mean, that's why for a long time, I remember when I was a kid, you know, nobody wanted, at the time it was actually Taiwan, not so much China, right? But no one wanted anything that was Taiwanese because it was seen as being mm. copied and, oh dear, there goes the test tube. Yeah, I, had oh, a few, I knew one was oh. cracked. Okay, no problem. That's just no problem. Okay, Crack test tube on there, listeners. If you don't worry, Anthony's still alive. Oh, it's all going wrong. Um, it is all going wrong. No, <laughs> we've got one test, test tube left. Time. If anyone's looking for a scientist, yeah, don't, don't hire I Professor Cogsler. <laughs> I don't like the way it's pointing towards my groin. Okay, yeah, well, there's there's nothing there, Anthony. Anyway, a lot of space <laughs> down there. Um, okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of copying. Um, I don't know. I think innovation could possibly be a problem with their education system uh this could be a little controversial but mm. um the education system doesn't really seem to be geared towards making inventive people it's more about making um academic hard workers yeah you know chinese are very good at absorbing a lot of knowledge but maybe, I mean, in my experience, when I've worked with Chinese colleagues, if you give them a problem, a lot of times they struggle with what to do. Whereas if you lay it down, you know, task by task and tell them exactly what to do, then they do it very, very well. But right. if you give them a problem, then they kind of get a bit lost. And that's kind of what inventing is, right? You know, if you're going to invent something, you find a problem and you yeah. look for a solution to... Yeah. solve that problem so if the education system as a whole isn't geared towards that then you're not going to get a lot of innovativeness so you i mean yeah. on that note uh, a, a very successful chinese man said to us there's three reasons uh, for this kind of belief that the chinese just cop everything one is um because they do <laughs> well one is you can exactly what you just said uh students are good at rote learning 
yeah. nothing else. That's so that, that's, that's a point now. The yeah. other one is you can become a doctor or a lawyer. Anything else is a failure and you'll bring disgrace to the family. That's Ooh. interesting. Yeah. You know, if you're someone that goes family out of status quo and, you know, goes in a cave and starts inventing mad things like <laughs> the famous guy we talked about today, then yeah. it might see, you know, a doctor or a lawyer is a good thing, right? Of which we're none of. So, yeah. Sorry, mum and dad, we failed you. Um, in China, we would have, I guess. And then the third thing that this person says um, is it's... Uh, oh, it's completely gone. There you go. Here we go. It's, uh, it's cheaper to copy than to innovate on a commercial basis. That's true. So I have some things to say about this. So, yeah, I think these people have a good bit a business sense. They see something that works well and they think, hey, that's easy to do. Let's do it ourselves. And mm. Well, they've got a nice design. Let's just sort of make it kind of our own. Wouldn't work in the West, of course. They'd get arrested or thrown in jail or something. Yeah. Well, but yeah. here, here it, they don't quite have the same sort of laws. Well, um, they, well they do, but they don't cover foreigners, yeah. right? They don't copy the cover the copyright of foreign products. If you do a copyright yeah. in China, yeah, that's right. You're so that, okay. But... There's IP uh, locations that maybe aren't covered in China. But I've 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 encountered this situation before, and and um, it's not as bad as you think, or it's different. So, for example, we were trying to get some some products designed and made. So we went to three different three different design um, engineering shops, and they basically gave us the exact same thing with just slight changes in the sort of ancillary equipment, mm. just the outside. And we couldn't believe it. We wonder what's going on. Finally, we went and found out that the engineers have a book that's generated by the government ac academy. Right. They have to follow it. So okay. this book will tell them exactly what they need to do, the engineers. But that's, and so that's controlled at the kind of higher up government level. Seb, that's interesting because another source said most inventions are now state propelled and sponsored. Mm. So perhaps the inventions are more focused rather than entrepreneurially motivated. So, carry on. Yeah, so these designs for, for things like a pressure vessel. Uh, in Canada and America, I'm sorry, this, I don't know why my, my experiment's not working, but... So, what would have happened? How long would it have played music it like a panpipe? It would have, yeah. So, it'd have been like having a Peruvian panpipe playing in the background. How yeah. long would it have lasted for if the experiment did work? Oh, well, as long as it's hot, it would be going, woo, it'd be kind of making oh, that sort of noise. What a shame. And when I tried it, when I tried it at home, just uh, like an hour ago, it, <laughs> yeah. it worked no problem. Yeah. So I don't know what When you happening. tried it back in the lab, yeah? Well, I've... Okay, never mind, listeners. Well, he has tried. There's a big mess I'm now sorry, in yeah, the uh, studio. It's disappointing. I was really excited. Yeah. This is a really, it's a really cool. Thanks for trying. Though. Yeah, yeah thanks for trying. I'm curious. You can look up thermoacoustics on YouTube and watch some videos. You can make engines out of these, run them backwards to make, make uh, refrigerators, so you can use waste sound uh, to create yeah. a, a something cold to make a refrigerator. We just wouldn't get you to do it, yeah? Yeah, not right now. Not Waste sounds, so you could... I, I blame it on the steel wool. I blame it on the steel wool. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, well, anyway, as always, science, we learn from our mistakes, don't we? Yeah, and we go right. on and um, work out what to improve next What's time. So, yeah, you were saying, Seb, quickly, so you've got this book. They have this book that they have all the designs already laid out, and these designs are made by the Academy. This is a government-run yeah. thing. So there's engineers there who who come up with the designs, and they issue it to everybody. Hmm. And everybody has to follow those. So whereas so, in the West you'd have whereas people... Whereas in the West you'd have people like who are educated mm, in, a different way, in a different way, and then, the and then they would design these things, do the calculation themselves, for example. Um, and but, each try and come up with a better version. 
Yeah. Rather Something than like just that. another but, way. Yeah, but another the way. problem is, is that uh, now there's some safety issues that are are on the responsibility of the engineers in those oh, other right. countries, right? Yeah. Whereas now, if the government controls what the engineers can do, then they have con more control over uh, safety issues. So somebody can't make a mistake if they follow the book. We're talking like high-level safety issues that could, you know... Well, a pressure, like a pressure vessel, which is what we were looking at, uh, I mean, if they don't do it right, it could explode and it could yeah. you know, level a building or something. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. I mean, um, apparently, in its 2006 medium to long-term plan for the development of science and technology, Anthony, otherwise known as the MLP, the Chinese government declared its intention to transform China into an innovative society run by China Jedi. Sorry, an innovative yeah. society by 2020 and a world leader in science and technology by 2050. So, how many years we got there? We got four... 2050. Well, 2050, only another 33. Well, an innovative society's coming along in three years, and a world leader in 23 years. That's a quite big change in three years, right? How are they going to accomplish that? Suddenly transform the education system. Maybe they'll come years. up with another book. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> so, I have to say, this came, on, this came onto my desk. And I think this is a brilliant answer to this question from Mike Hunt from Fujo. And it goes like this. Actually, this question about copying is ridiculous, not to mention racist. <laughs> like that one, <laughs> Professor? We call him a professor now, he's sparing Nobody knows. up. Nobody Forevermore, he should be known mad professor. professor. Yeah. Um, prof, prof Seb. Anyway, when I was over there, so this guy's a US citizen, so when he was in China, I was awed by the many innovations they nonchalantly used every day. Energy-saving escalators that started when movement was sensed, as opposed to our own escalators that go on endlessly. Yeah. It's just one tiny example that comes to mind. And I live in LA and New York, so I'm well exposed to the innovations of the US. There are plenty of artists and entrepreneurs in China, and guess what? They're just not reported that often in Western papers. Neither are Indian actors, Swedish musicians, massagists, monsieur, Swedish masseurs, masseuses, with the bushes. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Or Mexican tech companies. Mm. Doesn't mean they're not there or that those countries are devoid of creative people willing to take risks. China is a country that's relatively new to wealth and the technological age. Anytime someone is new to the game, there is a period of adjustment and learning the rules of the game before innovating and changing those rules. And, if we're to be honest, the US doesn't pl does plenty of copying as well. There's been only one true innovation of the last generation, and that is... Sliced bread. And the internet. <laughs> Hooray to the US for that one. Uh, but it's completely unfair to malign an entire country based on a desire to prop up our own self-worth. Hear, hear. A lot of recent press sounds more like whiny self-propaganda, whiny, shall I say, rather than real journalism. Yeah? Like that? The West can be very negative towards China, that is true. Especially if they haven't come to have a look at live in China. They do like to point the finger at China. Yeah. I think it diverts the attention away from what well, we're doing. We're polarising here. Again, I can go the other way too. Well, yeah. both, yes, of course, yeah. yeah it's China says bad things about the West too, so yeah. It's the whole science-religion thing again, isn't it? It all mixes into one. <laughs> why can't gook? we all just get along? I know, Anthony, eh? This is why we're here, aren't we? Okay, um, 
Thank you for that. Uh, great experiment. Wish I could have heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nice. Well, no, we heard the sound of the test tube cracking. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's time for um, Jingle Jangle John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle Jangle John Wen then, let's learn a bit of Chinese. Seb, being a scientist, do you get to speak much to anyone outside of the lab? No, not really. So how's the Chinese? So you're tucked not away in your little yeah. laboratory. I, I've there. learned a few things like... Tucked in those books. Like no Chinese... French um, stuff, passing okay. the wrench, close the valves. Close the valve, Anthony knows that one. Yeah, close and open the valve, that kind of thing. <laughs> no, I don't really have... Uh. Okay, so um, we, we like to ask our special guests, you know, what... Do you have a common phrase that you use a lot that you find useful? Can you tell me a situation? Have you got one, by the way, just to... Uh, well, this is a pretty much okay. daily. Yeah, I have a phrase I use all the time. When I would think, you say it? You I just think give a... everybody probably has this phrase, and if they don't, they should, because mm-hmm. okay. uh, I use it all the time. When do you use it? Um, daily. In what situation? When someone kisses you, gives you no, something? When someone, when I'm trying to talk to someone, and they speak Chinese, and I don't speak very much Chinese. And do you say? I say, "Ting budong," which means "Ting budong." Don't understand. Yes. I don't understand what you're saying. I mean, you could have said it after your experiment today. Tingbadong. I don't no, understand. That would be booming by. Ooh. Yes, because you're not listening to it, are you? Yeah, Tingbadong is when you're hoping to start, Anthony. We were hoping into this. Yeah. You clever clogs. Okay, so Tingbadong, let's break it down then. Tones? Bonobi? Otani? What was it? Maybe first, third, and fourth? So we got Ting, which is first. Ting. Yeah, which means listen. Listen. Then we've got boo, boo. which is no, um, no, no or, um, not, no, or not. How to make a little baby smile or cry. <laughs> uh, then you've got dong, which is third tone, which means to understand. To understand. So you've got listen, don't understand. Listen, do not. Listen, no, understand. I don't understand what you're, what yes. you're saying. What the listen. heck are you talking about? Yeah. I've also heard it makes a good song too, but we're going to talk about that. <laughs> well, of course, we haven't mentioned Seb. There we go. This is Plug of the Week already, <laughs> is it? Sun <laughs> made a song called Ting Badong. Ting and of course, you were the former bass player of our band, the Sun Yat Sens. a professor that plays the bass, aren't you, Mr. Cool? I came scientist. along after that song was written, though. Well, you still played it a lot of I still times. I played it, yeah. Um, it's we, a great song. Yeah, Seb's uh, nickname in the band was Sebastian the Lobster off of uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> I think he's actually a crab, but. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I think he's, he's a lobster. Is a crab or a lobster? I can't remember. Oh, that's, that's fun for you, listeners. Ooh. Crab or a lobster? This could be a question next Controversial. Week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, bass players with claws are clearly good bass players. Um, yeah, we don't really need fingers. No, no, just four things to pluck. Um, anyway, so very good. I've totally forgot what we're talking about. Oh, Ting Budong. So let's, <laughs> let's say that one more time. Ting Budong. Ting Budong. Mm, ting Budong. Very good. Um... Let's tingle down on to the great joke of John Gore. Great joke of John Gore then. Time for a bit of a laugh. Although we have had quite a few today, haven't we, in the studio? I think so. Yeah. Here we go. This is a translated joke. Translated by our okay. fantastic researchers. Hey, Anthony. They're looking excited about this one. It's a bloody long one. Oh. Guess what it's called? Chinese torture. Ah, here we go then. A young man. Did they invent that too. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, Anthony. Another pod. Different techniques of torture from around the world. 
by Anthony Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, practically demonstrated by Professor Sebastian <laughs> <Wilson. laughs> The worst one of all, listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Okay. Very uh, orally fascinating. Uh, all the screaming. Okay, calm down your orifices. Let's start. A young man is wandering and lost in a forest when he comes upon a small house. Knocking on the door... He's greeted by an ancient Chinese man with a long grey beard. I'm lost, said the young man. Can you put me up for the night? Certainly, the Chinese man said. But on one condition, if you lay a finger on my daughter, I will inflict upon you the three worst Chinese tortures known to man. Okay, said the man, as you would, thinking that the daughter must be pretty old, because he's old, and entered the house. Now, during dinner, the daughter came down the stairs. She was young. Beautiful and had a fantastic body. She was obviously attracted to the young man as she couldn't keep her eyes off him during the meal. Remembering the old man's warning, he ignored her and went up to bed alone. Good boy. Yeah, just like we do. During the night, he could bear it no longer and snuck into her room for a night of passion. He was careful to keep everything quiet so the old man wouldn't hear. Near dawn, he crept... gagged the woman. (laughs) Near dawn... He crept back to his room, exhausted, but very happy. He woke to feel a pressure on his chest. Opening his eyes, he saw a large rock on his chest with a note on it that read, Chinese torture one, large rock on chest. It was nice to translate. Well, I guess that's been translated for probably in Chinese, wouldn't it? Do you think he would have bilingualised that note? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, there's a big rock on his chest. Well, that's pretty crappy, the, the, the guy thought. If that's the best the old man can do, then I don't have much to worry about. He picked the boulder up, walked over to the window and threw the boulder out. As he did so, he noticed another note on it that read, Chinese torture too, rock tied to left testicle. <laughs> In a panic, he glanced down and saw the rope that was already getting close to taut. Figuring that a few broken bones was better than castration, he jumped out of the window after the boulder. As he plummeted towards the ground, he saw a large sign on the ground that read, Chinese torture free, right testicle tied to bedpost. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, listeners. If you're walking in the forests of China and you come across a cottage, be very careful to just stay in bed. Of the handsy old man in there. Indeed. Dirty, naughty scientists aside, let's move on to Jedi Sith of the Week. Oh, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, me. Jedi Sith of the Week, then. Um, who's going to go first? Guess. I guess I will. Yeah, come on then, so, Prof. Uh, what's your Jedi, what's your, what's your Sith? Well, they're kind of the same today. Ooh, two in one. I'll say they both have a bit of dark side and, and light side to combine and balance. I like this. Rather innovative. So my... The yin and yang yeah. of the Sith world. Okay, go for it. So, well, I, just today I found out that I'm going to have to go on a business trip this weekend. Which is not so good because mm. I had some plans this not weekend. Not so a forest, is it? I had a date night with my wife. Uh, a little get-together with some friends that I was not supposed to miss. Luckily, nah. I can reschedule that, so that's okay. But, on the upside, this is a good thing for my work. Okay. For my career. So. Where you got to go, Seb? I've got to go to Inner Mongolia. Ooh. Oh, cool. So, yeah, cool. One says cool, one says ooh. 
So there you go again. Yeah. Right and dark. I guess is it pretty cold now or not? Uh, it's not as cold as it was. I was there in December and it was minus minus what was it? I arrived at four in the morning and it was minus sixteen or minus twenty. Ooh, chilly. And yeah. yeah, you don't really often have to go buy a winter jacket in Juhai, so I luckily bought one the day before I left, but it was still cold. So, so now I think it's about twenty, so I think it's much better. Like, business trip, you're going up on your own. No, I'm going with my my my, uh, my boss. Okay, so if you do go in a forest, I will stay away from. And you the... find a small house, just be careful, yeah, and don't do that bloody science experiment. I won't do that. That ain't gonna get you any favors. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, have a great trip to Mongolia. Well, if you are like naughty and sleep with the old man's daughter. To check your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, Jedi Sif, uh, what we're doing first? Go on. Sith, well, Go on, yeah, Sif it out. Sith. Um, well, I, I read some articles uh, lately about um, child trafficking, which is just like oh, horrific. It's and, and, um, yeah, it's quite a, a big issue all over the world, but you know, particularly in China, people snatching kids and you know selling them and what have you. Um, so yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. You know, there were some, some nice stories of, you know, children being returned to families, which was great. Um, but yeah, human traffickers out there, you are the scum of the universe. You are absolute mm. filth. You're the worst. You're not even human beings. You're soulless well, people. Well, let's think about it. They're not human beings. No, yeah, I think there's a deeper level to this. Brains. Yeah, I think there's a deeper level to this, Anthony. And the ones that get taken in human trafficking rings, okay, that's a percentage but there's a lot of others that are going missing as well. And the records, even if you go on the... I was checking this out, interestingly, and you see the stats from the different countries, but there's no integrated stats. Well, how can you possibly it, know right. everything, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So I mean, there's, it's, there's a black market thing anyway, so how could you possibly ever a, measure it? You know, accurately, you just cannot... Well, you'd think if you lost your child, you would say something and that would be recorded, right? Yeah, I wonder, yeah. I, I don't want to be well, get political true. here, but I wonder if it has something to do with the, the child policy that was here. You know, multiple children, some of them aren't yeah. registered. I don't quite know how it Yeah, works. this is a worldwide you phenomenon, know? though. It's, this is, uh, it, it's terrible. Thank you for that. But well, yeah, don't, I'm not going to thank the, you for the, that. The child system. traffickers, yeah. the yeah. evil, okay. evil people. So, Jenna? Yeah. Well, hang on. Uh, well, I've, got, I've got mine, haven't I? Oh, sorry, prof. <laughs> Thank you, prof. Here, okay. Well, you just uh, you just carry on with the hypothesis. Um, I'm going <laughs> to say, what is mine? Uh, you know that drink we had the other day, the Boots B O B O Z T Boost drink, lemon and lime concoction. Ugh, made in some shitty factory in Dongguan. Chemical. The chemicals in it, I'm not going to list that as where, a scientist. Where did you get this from? From the Free Life supermarket just down the road. Now, Anthony, you uh, tasted this because I bought it just to see if I was mad. What did it smell like? <laughs> it smelt and tasted of washing up liquid. <laughs> I, I can't believe that someone actually made a drink like I that. I actually farted bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> It should be in the uh, in the in the bathroom section of the supermarket. I just can't believe it. in England. I have to say, I'm uh, you know I don't want to compare, but that would not be on the market. It, it just wouldn't that happen. Pretty evil stuff. Whether it's been tried and tested yeah. in uh, you know in reviewed in groups, um, I don't know. Does but... it have? Does, sorry, does it have some medicinal medicinal? Well, they had. They said it had B vitamins in it. So, mm. well, B for bollocks. <laughs> Bacterial cleanser, maybe. Anyway, if you see it, uh, and they've got different flavours, but it's B-O-O-Z-T. If you see it, just do not go anywhere near it. In fact, buy it and then chuck it down the drain. 
Um, but then I just make more of them anyway. Okay, we're going to write a letter. Researchers, write a letter. <laughs> and phone them. Tell them. Jedi says no. Okay. Jedi. My Jedi. My Jedi is linked to the same topic. Um, so anyone linked with, you know, police or volunteers, uh, anyone linked with returning anyone, specifically children, because I think that's the worst people that could be trafficked. If anyone that helps return lost family members to their members, you are my Jedi. You are absolute heroes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Anthony. Um, the other one for me then... Very quickly, my Jedi, I told you about that tax bill the other week. Well, my Jedi's got to be my good old mate, Jimmy Tan, if you're listening. Heart out to you, Jimbo, for being and helping me with a very creative tax payment plan strategy. That's all I'll say on that. So thank you very much, Uh, Jimmy T. Creative accounting. Yeah, creative accounting. Innovative. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's move on to, um, let's do some plugging. CJ plug time. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. So plug time, let's get on to something positive. Um, Seth, anything to plug around the community, the world? Well, I've been enjoying uh, BossFit. He's been uh, doing some exercise classes at the Monkey King Gym. So his name is BossFit? Well, that's not his name, but that's his company, I think. BossFit. It's Robert. I don't know his last name, actually. Robert. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Robert, yeah. classes Tuesday, Thursday. He's doing... uh, And then he has a high-intensity training on Saturday and Sunday and some boxing boot camp. So the high-intensity, is that stand-up or lie-down stuff? Uh, I think it's both. Just... Okay, so it's this is not happening this weekend. He's out of town, I think. But oh, Seb, you really are keeping up to date with people's diaries. So this is a guy in Juhai, um, Robert. I, I know Rob um, doing a great job on the health fitness circuit, mm, yeah. and you go to his things. So any website or anything, Seb? I don't think so. I don't know. Ah, okay, so Boss Fit, B O S S. Yeah, like the boss of a company. We we'll have to the get boss. him on sometime, boss Anthony. Yeah, we like absolutely. to spread the. The health and fitness thing, don't we? Okay, lovely. Anthony? My plug, linked to the same thing with uh, trafficking. Uh, There's a website uh, here in China where people can upload uh, pictures. If if anyone out there sees any children begging, uh, a lot of these children have been snatched away from families, taken to other cities and, you know, forced to beg. Um, So you can take their picture, uh, upload it to this website, write down, you know, which city, what location in the city. And, you know, families that have lost kids can go to this website and Mm. look at the pictures and see if their kid's there. So it's called uh, Baobei Huijia, which is www.baobeihuijia.com. Kind of long, but Baobei Huijia. So really, really cool website, you know, helping reunite families. So okay, great. Do it, people. Yeah. Take pictures of begging kids and upload them. I just wish, that sounds a bit strange, Anthony, but I, I do wish they would make smaller website URLs to spell out. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah, anyway, great. very good. You can always go back on the podcast, which is great. Right, my plug is, well, the Sunny Out Sense are finally in. We are playing live at the Xichong Beach live music party. Uh, our friend Adrian, it's his birthday bash, but a lot of bands are coming down. They're a great place. You've played there, of course, oh, yeah, with us, Seb. Xichong um, Beach on the east of Shenzhen. It's May the 13th on a Saturday. There'll be loads of live bands, as I said, including Sun Yat-sen's SYS. And we'll be playing Ting Badong. 
Yeah, now you know what that means. <laughs> uh, and uh, we are also arranging, actually, Ryan, um, who's been host a few times with me on the pod, he's arranging a bus and that. So please get in touch with us, uh, info at chinajedi.com or on WeChat if you're friends with us like that. And uh, we can arrange a uh, ticket for you and we can go together and have fun. Okay, marvellous. It's time to get back into Guess Who? We've got to remember. So back we are then with Guess Who? Guess the famous Chinese person. I'm guessing by the look of your faces, not easy to look at you, Anthony, no. sir or <laughs> professor, you have no idea who our I, famous person is. I don't is, know, do you? no. Okay. I'm well, afraid I don't know. Just a quick sum up of earlier. This person's known for the seismometer, hydraulic powered armillary sphere, pi calculation, poetry, lunar eclipses and solar eclipse theory. He's a polymath, remember, polymath. He knows a lot of things. Um, so A smarty pants. A smarty pants, <laughs> yes. His pants are very smart. Um, as we said earlier, listeners, we have a new part of this game. Instead of giving an extra clue, we're going to allow our special guest to phone a friend. Completely not set up, of course. It'll be totally spontaneous. And, of course, if Seb does get the right answer, then he will win the star prize, which from this week is none other than... A authentic China wow. Jedi sticker. And signed personally by the two stars of the show. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. Oh, Anthony, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I, I would like <laughs> to have treasure my signature. Oh, I'll put it in a it frame. will be worth nothing in yeah. 10 years' time. No, yeah, that's right. Indeed. Um, so there it is. I'm going to put it here so you can kind of see your marvellous prize. Okay. Um, listeners can't. But they can be ordered uh, for free on the website. They can imagine. Tell us where, where, we tell where the pickup point is. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask you first, who are you going to phone? Who's going to be your friend you want to give a call to? Hmm. Well, I think you mentioned that the pre- Nick, who was on the show last week, this was his idea. Was oh, brilliant. So, yeah. so I thought maybe I would just call him. That's a good idea. Of this game. So, of course, Nick did come up with the idea. He said, can I phone a friend? And, of course, we couldn't at the time. And then we thought, brilliant idea. So, OK, we're going to give Nick a call. This should be rather funny. I'm, so, I'm sure um, he's going to pretend he doesn't know anything about China Jedi. Oh, he'll know. He, he, he's not a, even know who he's I a, am. Or he's a Jedi master now. <laughs> um, okay, so get the phone out. Uh, give him a call okay. and um, we'll put it on loudspeaker. And listeners, okay. let's see what Nick says. Oh, that's a nice ring. Ring music. That's soothing music. Hello? Hey, is that Nick? Nick, you're live on China Jedi Podcast Show. What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, very well. Guess what, Nick? We have your friend, Seb Cogswell, otherwise known as Professor X. He's with us, and he's very close to winning a star prize, but he needs your help. All right, all right. Let's do it. It's the phone a friend. Yeah, (laughs) so we're going to put him on, and then you've got one minute to get the answer. So, Seb, here's Nick. Go. Hey Nick, uh, so the question is, I have to find out what the name of the inventor, well I'm going to say the inventor of the seismograph, or seismoscope, from okay. the Han Dynasty back in 139 AD. AD. Uh, okay. Is there any chance you might happen to know what that person's name is? He was a poly polymath, so he did a lot of stuff, astronomy and everything, but I think the inventor of the seismoscope is your good clue. Do you... The seismoscope venture. Yeah, so the seismoscope is helps you 
determine the direction of an earthquake. Get out your f your computer if you have a laptop. <laughs> Get out look, your phone. <laughs> look it up. Twenty <laughs> seconds left, Nick, to help Professor X. Uh, that's not much time, is it? Well, that is quite a question. Well, that is quite a question. You're probably busy, uh, aren't you? You're it's your fault, Nick. It was uh, your idea. I can't be sure. Oh, you're not going to let your friend I'm down. afraid we have to cut you off, Nick. Oh, See you later. Okay, that's unfortunate. So the first, the first one, um, I'll just... that's very kind of Nick for participating there. Uh, <laughs> I quite rather like that. Never mind. But I think there's enough time there that if he did have a computer on him, um, to be able to get that information, a minute's enough. I don't know. Have you ever tried turning on Windows? It takes about a minute for everyone's. Oh, you need a new computer. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> never mind, Seth. So, <laughs> any guesses uh, for uh, today's guesses? Let's see. Let's think of some names of old Chinese guys. Confucius. Okay, oh, Confucius yeah. from Anthony. Confucius or uh, uh, Sun. Tzu. Let's go for Sun Tzu, the guy who wrote the Art of War. But it won't be him. I'm pretty sure. Okay, Sun Tzu. Uh, he could have been a polymath. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So Confucius and um, <laughs> Polymath Sun Tzu. Well, ladies and gentlemen and listeners, our special, famous guess who person of today was none other than Jiang Hung. Oh. Yeah, Jiang Hung, otherwise known as Chang Hung. Um, that's your guy. So you now know. If you never knew any famous scientists or polymaths in China, you can spout out. Jan. Is he well hung? hung? And how do, you, how, do you, how do you spell that? Oh no, he's dead, isn't he? He can't be well. Well hung, yes indeed. I don't know, Anthony, that's not on our well, he research. can't be well, can he? He's no. <laughs> okay. So, Seb, it's been really fantastic. Professor X, Cogswell, whatever you want to be called. Yeah, Sebastian the Lobster. Thanks for coming, Seb. Seb is fine, yeah. Have a great trip to um, Mongolia. Inner Mongolia. Did yeah. you enjoy today? It was coming? fun, yeah. It was great chatting with you guys and talking about these different topics and... Yeah. Playing these games. Watching your test tubes. Yeah, that was disappointing. Oh, never mind. Well, we move on, don't I'll, we? I'll do it again sometime. Onwards and upwards then. As always, we finish with the Last Emperor song, a piece of original music. This week, it's from a person called Tom Bradley, who's a good friend of one of my very good friends in England. He's the best man um, of my good friend in England, who is getting married this August. Tom Bradley, this song is Sandy Shoes. Um, it's an original of his, and um, it's from the On the Sofa Gibson sessions uh, that you can watch on YouTube if you're interested. So Sandy Shoes by Tom Bradley. This is China Jedi, people. What am I to do with my day? Sun sitting in the sky, not a cloud in the way. Softly hear the sound waves crashing down Over the sidewalk in this crazy town Look around and see the world above Through my two blue eyes Don't rely on a dirty window So put on, put on, put on, put on, put on your sandy shoes Lays in the day, I wake, cafe in the afternoon We're taking it slow, sitting below in a little love cocoon So don't you make me blue Put on a pair of old 
Take you for a drive over the hill Find some happy people with some time to kill Maybe build a fire in the sky Ain't nobody here, just you and I Look around and see the world above Through my two blue eyes And don't rely on a dirty window so put on, put on, put on Put on your sandy shoes We're lazy in the day I wake Cafe in the afternoon We're taking it slow Sitting below in a little love cocoon So don't you make me blue Put on a pair of old Sandy shoes Men in suits can't tell you that Today is not your day yeah, yeah. But I know we won't be alone I know we won't be alone tonight So put on, put on, put on Put on your sandy shoes yeah. We're lazing the day I wait A cafe in the afternoon We're taking this slow Sitting below in a little love cocoon So don't you make me blue Put on a pair of old Sandy shoes Oh yeah, yeah Thank you for listening to the China Jedi podcast Shining humor, love and light on Chinese life May the smile be with you Psst.